Hi everyone, I'm Ricardo Gonsalves and this is the Ricardo and Ready podcast, inspiring stories during lockdown taken from our live Facebook show. Well, it can be a tough time for singles during lockdown, but small gestures can go a long, long way. Flip Pryor and her neighbours have turned to cooking for each other to help with some of the isolation lockdown can bring. Mark Reddy and I spoke with her. So Flip, tell us a bit about yourself firstly. What do you do for work? And then we'll get into what you're doing now. Uh, I do mysterious things at work. <laughs> I work, my job title is audience and content development, which I don't know, what does that even mean? Um, but basically I experiment with tools and help to build big investigative projects. It's a very exciting job. Um, it's very challenging a lot of the time and I love it. It's really great. And so uh, obviously, you know, we've had some bad news here in Sydney today that this lockdown looks like it's going to continue for a very long time. 124 yeah. it's, it's just getting worse. Um, mm. So let's go too much into that. But tell us a bit about what you're doing in your building that isn't has nothing to do with your work. Um, trying to stave off madness and loneliness. Um, I've, I've got a bit of a habit of harassing my neighbours until they become my friends because I think there's not enough of that. Um, you know, we live in the same building and, you know, most of the time it's just a nod and a smile, if that. And I actually really like to get to know the people who are in my space. I live alone and um, in the last building I lived in in Redfern, we had a really um, successful um group that I formed a social club with my 75-year-old neighbour, Kevin, who might be tuning in, maybe. Um, and that club is still growing strong. And we just, you know, we had drinks together and we hosted things at each other's houses and it was just really lovely. Um, so when I came here, I tried to replicate it, basically. And there's two people in the building that I've become particularly good friends with, Janine and Charlotte. And... Um, we all live alone and it's this weird situation where we know that right next door or just upstairs someone is suffering through living alone in a pandemic so I just thought you know what what can be they were going to come around to my house for dinner on the Sunday and I bought everything and then suddenly we were in lockdown and and I thought okay maybe I'll just cook it anyway I'll just drop it at their doorstep and then from there we didn't plan it one of them said, I'll cook, I'll cook, I'll bring dinner around in the next couple of days. And then then Charlotte said, I'll cook as well. And we've just been swapping meals every couple of nights since then. It's been really lovely. Can we show, and, let me just show everyone yeah. how this is all done. So give me one second. Here it is. Hi, guys. Welcome to Flip's Isolation Kitchen. Um, it's my turn to cook dinner for the neighbours tonight. I'm not sure what I'm going to make yet, so I better have a look at what I've got in the fridge because I'm supposed to deliver it in about one hour's time. So let's have a look. Mm, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to get pretty inventive. Okay, we're ready to start cooking and I'll just show you what we're doing. We've got Thai beef salad. Okay, we're ready. Dinner is cooked and we're going to take it to the neighbour next door. Mm -mm. Janine, dinner! Don't let the dog get it. <laughs> there you go. Dinner! Oh, thank you! Enjoy! Hi, see you later. 
Cool, I can eat my dinner. Flip, I, I want to know, do you get do you get your plates back? Yeah, yeah, and usually they're full of food from the next dinner, so it's really good. Right. Wow. So it's sustainable <laughs> too. It's it's all about sustainable packaging. Great. Basically, yes. Yeah, and, you know, I get two surprise dinners. And, you know, I think, Mark, you live alone as well, and it's a really big deal to live alone during a pandemic. It sucks, um, you know, because suddenly 95% of your social time is gone. You don't see your colleagues anymore. I'm working at home 100%. And you go from someone who has this very full, very entertaining, very rich social life to suddenly it's you. And I live in a really tiny apartment because Sydney. And, um, you know, I take two steps from my desk and then I'm on the couch and I finish work. So there's not, you know, you have to really break the the space up and do entertaining things because otherwise you just go crazy. And, you know, I was hearing today that this could go until October or November. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay. I really need to get very creative with hobbies and just keep looking out for the people in my building. Janine's going to teach me how to sew. She made a video so I can sew some masks and, you know, domestic goddess, tick. That'll be yeah. another one. Because <laughs> I also think as well, um, and this was brought up in one of the news conferences, and not to get political, but um, someone actually raised a good point about establishing social bubbles and mm-hmm. that's kind of dwindled away and we haven't heard much about that again because obviously you can see an intimate partner um you know there are certain mechanisms in place to allow people to see each other but single people really do suffer and and it's hard yeah and it's look to be frank it is bizarre to me that i could theoretically technically bring a tinder hook up round to my place and hang out with them but i can't see one of my closest friends mm. um that's, that is how ridiculous it is. And one of my friends, Mel Tate, has actually launched a change.org um, today, which I knew that I do not endorse as a member of the ABC. Um, just letting you know it's out there. Um, she, I think they're up to about 1,500 signatures and it's continuing to get a bit of steam because I think there's something like 300,000 people living alone in this city. And, you know, if we're going to expect those people to um, not see anyone apart from being outside for a walk for, what, three more months, that's Mm. a big deal. You're going to start to see some real mental health effects from that. So, you know, I've got three walks booked in tomorrow because it's the only time I can go outside and see people, which is good for my fitness, but, you know, there's a lot of... You're absolutely right, Flip, because the latest data from the census from 2016 shows that in the city of Sydney, there's uh, 36.3% of all households are single-person households. And in yeah. terms of the greatest city of Sydney, there's about 20%. So there's there's a, a, a big number there. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, we did get some feedback from uh, some of your mates. Uh, Joe says <laughs> Flip's Redfern group is still going years later. Some of us had online drinks. Cool. And, and also job. heard from Janine. I'm the neighbour and I still have Flip's bowls. <laughs> and oh, how was the Thai beef salad, Janine? How was the Thai beef salad? Because it looked amazing. It was good. <laughs> really, really good. It was good, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I'm, I just want more people to do it because it takes nothing to say hello. Everyone's really frightened at the moment and everyone's really stressed. And those little kindnesses can mean the world to people, you know, and maybe if you don't know your neighbours, you could just surprise them with a knock on the door and just drop them off some food and say, hey, I thought you might be having a tough time. I'm locked up alone as well. I, I made you some dinner. And it is interesting because I actually have a friend who um, met a 91-year-old woman 
uh, at a farm in Shakespeare and um, they got, became friends. She'd been there for ages and she's now like a carer. She lives in commission housing and she doesn't know many people apart from at the pub. But during this mm. time she needs extra assistance because she's 91 and they've got this beautiful friendship and it's so interesting to me oh, because yeah. I feel like Sydney doesn't, have that culture of um like even you go to a bar and you yeah. say hi to the bar and they kind of look at you like uh, do i know you <laughs> Listen, I've yeah I've, I've definitely had some awkward encounters um but you know i just keep trying because i think that the benefit for everyone is huge and you know it's nice knowing that there's some people in my building who've got my back you know and that they're looking out for me and i don't feel completely alone um Another little project I've got going, I'm trying not to show my address, but this is a stack of letters I've received from people that I've saved for the weekend when I can sit down and read them properly. Mm. I just put a note out the other day and I said um, to old friends, new friends, colleagues, everybody on Twitter, and I said, why don't you write me a letter and tell me how you're feeling, tell me how you're going. Um, it's all a bit weird. And what I'll do is I'll write back to you, but then I'm also going to send your letter back to you in five years' time. So that you have a record of this madness, basically, that we're going through and what you were thinking and feeling. Because most of us are not taking the time to sit down and think about it because we're all in the daily grind trying to get through it, right? So this is like a little time capsule project, I'm calling it. Um, and I'm really excited. I've got five letters to read this weekend from, you know, friends old and new, and that's really cool. Hey, Philip, really appreciate your time. Um, some great ideas. Um, we just need to really learn how to cook properly first, though, hey? <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Flip. Talk to you soon. Bye. Good luck.